everyone, welcome, welcome. I'm Kristen. I'm Brendan. And this is Dan. Uh, so welcome to podcast number two. Uh, we've taken your feedback on board and we've bought a new microphone. The Yeti. The Yeti. So hi, and I hope you can hear this a lot better this week. So the topic this week is an interesting one, I think. Um, it's, is social media about you or is it about everyone else? So often uh, we can get caught up in social media by perhaps expressing things about us and our lives. But really the, the notion of it, I think, is that you can do things that aren't self-indulgent and can contribute to the, the greater good. So I was reading Lifehacker recently and there's a really great article called Top 10 Uses of Twitter That Aren't Self-Indulgent. I thought I might throw it open to you guys. Um, the, the top number 10 one was to quickly access productivity tools. So apparently there's a whole lot of tools that people share that increase productivity. Do you, Dan, do you use Twitter to find productivity tools? Not really sure if I use it in that way, but I know at first it was a real stumbling block for me. I think my first tweet was about what I was eating. How ridiculous. And I just don't do that anymore. So I think it is definitely a social thing, but I don't know if I've tapped into productivity tools as yet. What about you? No. I haven't, no. Okay, so what they talk about here is um, using something like um, Evernote to put little um, notes in, anything from remember the milk or, you know, send that funny photograph to Brendan or whatever. Mm, mm. Could you see yourself using Twitter for daily reminders for yourself? Really good point. I read that article too and I thought it was a real eye-opener because that was never... I would never use Twitter in that way mm. um, because you know, I instantly thought, well, everyone's going to read my don't forget the milk, haha, lol, totes. And I thought, that's just not right. You know, not for the audience that I try to um, cultivate on my Twitter following. Except but then I could... understood that they block your tweets to make them private in that instance. So I think it's a really clever thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think as social media becomes more normalised also, um, we'll see more and more of these uh, productivity enhancements. Um, coming through different channels. So are they using the API to just block that particular tweet? Exactly. So it's not visible. Yeah. And also, or you could just do it as a direct message to yourself. DM yourself or have an account that is a personal account set up just for that purpose. But yeah, it hooks in with the API of Twitter so that you can, I don't know. It still seems a bit self-indulgent to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah. All right, well, so the next one is um, get search results for timely news. So the question to you two is how right. much of your news do you get from Twitter and Facebook and forums? Um, I get very little traditional news, but I'll get news on events and things around town that people who I know have similar interests are going to. Right. So that's kind of how I find out about a lot of things, yeah. Total news junkie. Love it. I absolutely rely on Twitter for my for my daily news feed. And I can actually remember the points in time where I was sitting when I first read that Michael Jackson died. And it's a great example of how I found out and, okay. um, you know, how it was there first. And that's where I first found it, read it, and then the storm just took off. That's true. I had the same experience with Heath Ledger, actually. Heath Ledger as well. Yep. Yep. Mm. So are we saying then that perhaps... 
entertainment news is what we're finding out on Twitter or are there more serious news pieces that we're all discovering? Well I think going back to the question is it social or is it self-indulgent for me that is a really social element and that's a really powerful piece because I find you know no matter where we're following news whether it be something breaking like CNN or Foxtel watching it on TV when you're on Twitter you actually catch it there first you know the plane in the Hudson River thing another yeah. example Michael yeah. Jackson dying I knew instantly because of my Twitter feed, and then I shared that information yeah. as quickly as I could too. But isn't that more still self-indulgent unless you're in the place, the actual place where it happens? For instance, I know people in Queensland who relied on Twitter and um, and SMS as a way to share information about what's going on and how to connect with each other. So to that to that end, it's more community-minded or for the greater good, but if you're just sort of finding out that Heath Ledger died or whatever, that's still pretty self-indulgent because people are going to find out anyway, aren't mm. they? I don't know, man. I, I think it's finger on the pulse. I like that. Yeah. Maybe it is my self-indulgent angle, but I still find that that's really important to me. Mm. Um, according to Forrester research, so this just came out um, last week, I think, um, Forrester have um, divided people on, uh, adults on social media sites into different categories. So there's creators, conversationalists, critics, collectors, joiners, spectators, right. and inactives. That's kind of like clout scoring, yeah. isn't it? How uh -huh. you get your social graph and it's told, it tells you where you sit in that bunch of metrics. Yeah, and the last time they did these metrics was 2008, and so then uh, they did it again in 2010. And some of the, the changes are quite interesting. So um, what they found was that the biggest growth area is joiners. So these are people who maintain a profile on social networking sites and they visit social networking sites. So uh, if between 2008 and 2010, there was a 14% increase in joiners. Um, but then the, the next biggest growth area was 5%, which was critics. So this was people who uh, post ratings or reviews of products or services, they comment on someone else's blog, they contribute to online forums, or they contribute to or edit articles in a wiki. Wow. So I think that's really interesting because um, a critic is either expressing their own opinion for a self-indulgent rant, or you could argue they're contributing to the greater good because they're helping form an opinion about a company or a service or a product. Mm, or greater debate, not just necessarily greater good, because it could be positive or negative. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what are you? I, I think I'm a conversationalist. So conversationalists, um, they're 47% of people apparently are conversationalists. Um, I'm not a critic, I'm not a collector. Um, I'm not particularly a joiner in that I've, I've decided my social categories and yeah, yeah that's that's kind of what I mean um, there's also another area that grew a bit four percent which is spectators and these are people who read blogs listen to podcasts and watch video from other users um, they read forums and they read the ratings now see I'm not particularly friendly with spectators you, <laughs> we've had this discussion before about our Facebook friends and people who are purely spectators and don't participate yeah. in the conversation. You're not into them at all. I'm not into them at all. Yeah. And I think I'm a joiner, probably by what you've just described there, in that I 
participate in a lot of social networks, keep up my profiles, update my statuses. You know, I'm, but you're a creator as well. But I'm also a creator, yeah. I like to create content and participate writing blogs as well. And do you do that for yourself or for the greater good? Do that for myself too. Mm. Okay, what about you, Bryn? Um, I think I'm a conversationalist and then a creator. I generally repost stuff that I think mm, you're a great find useful. And I don't feel the need to regurgitate it and rewrite it because it's already been said. So I don't really have an opinion on it, a strong opinion. So I generally don't blog a lot, but occasionally I will blog on something that takes my fancy. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a regurgitator of great stuff, I think, to people who I know are interested in. Yeah, you share great content a lot, and uh, I, I really value that in, your, in our connections and social networks. I think you share great content. Thanks, Dan. I love you, man. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so um, a couple of places to go and, and have a look. One would be Life Hacker, um, and the article is by Whitson Gordon, um, and it's top ten uses for Twitter that are non self uh, that aren't self indulgent. And uh, the other piece of research I'm referring to is a Forrester research, um, and it's the online Australians shift to social network is the heading. Um, and hopefully you'll be able to find a copy of that online. It's dated March 28th, 2011. And you can always contact any of us through the Twitter handle Telstra, at Telstra underscore news. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Look forward to speaking to you soon.